Good morning, Keith. Good morning, everyone. Glad you could join us today. You know, I have music from the road crew. God bless. We're sure honored to have the theme song from those boys, Joe and Woody, and the crew there. You know, you really take a listen to their music. You want some road trip inspiration, roadcrew66.com. Hey, today we are going to be talking a little bit about ghost towns. We've done this a few times, but I got some others to share for you. Come up with some new stories and uh, personal things here and there. And then we're going to ask our audience to join in, talk about uh, events that they have coming up in their hometowns, things they're involved in. And uh, uh, just kind of chew the fat a bit this beautiful Sunday morning. Let's jump right into this. You know, I was really partial to the uh, southern New Mexico area. That little boot heel down in the corner around uh, south of uh, Lordsburg and then north into the Heel Wilderness, Mule Creek, uh, Silver City area in general. And then up from Deming, Members River Valley, the Black Mountains. I fell in love with that country. I lived down there a little bit as a kid back in uh, early, early 70s and uh, worked in the mines and ranches down there in the late 70s. And uh, I'm overdue for a visit down there. I, I got to put that on my list. It's good country. It's it's uh, one of my favorite corners of this, this great United States. But uh, yeah, boy, I tell you, rich in history and fascinating places. Uh, one example is when you're running up over uh, from the Rio Grande uh, Valley and going up over the Black Range. Not only is that just an absolute gorgeous drive. Hey, and you might want to get, a, I hope you got a, I should have reminded you to get a pencil and paper, take some notes. But a, a book I highly recommend you find is Black Range Tales by James McKenna. It was written in the uh, early 1920s, was reproduced a few years ago. You can still find copies on uh, eBay, Amazon.com. And uh, it's a great snapshot. He lived in this area in the 1870s and the transition, the changing times. But uh, Hillsborough and Kingston on uh, the east side of the Black Range, this is just a hint of why this area is so special. Dan Dugan and Dave Stitzel, they were out uh, as another fruitless prospecting venture. This was back in the spring of 1877. And in desperation and, and depression, I suppose, They'd set up their camp on the banks of Percha Creek. And, uh, well, just as these stories often happen, they found gold in the creek when they were filling their canteens. Well, before summer turned to fall, the rolling hills that surrounded the initial claims were swarming with prospectors and mines were expanding at astounding rates. And before you could, uh, before you could shout, there was a boisterous community forming along Percha Creek. The legend is the town of Hillsboro, later spelled H-I-L-L-S-B-O-R-O, was chosen by drawing the name from a hat. Well, Hillsboro is well on its way to becoming a small metropolis in the wilderness. When another ore discovery was made seven miles to the west in 1882, and that strike was so rich 
a single piece of float ore exhibited in Denver sparked a boom so large that a town of several thousand people materialized within just three weeks. Hillsboro and Kingston became known as the Gems of the Black Range. This area was the most productive and profitable mining district in the territory. With the discovery of silver at nearby Silver Lake in 1876, Hillsboro and Kingston began as a collection of rough and tumble canvas top wood shacks. By 1890, these were modern towns. The population has been estimated somewhere around 7,000 by the turn of the century. Kingston reportedly consisted of more than 20 saloons, including Pretty Sam's Casino and Dance Hall. It's a bed and breakfast now on my last visit. It had a church, a school, stores, a bank, and most of those buildings were built from locally quarried stone. In 1884, the territorial legislature created Sierra County, carved it from portions of Grant, Socorro, and Donna Anna County, and Hillsboro was designated as the county seat. The courthouse was built of red brick on the hill above town and reflected the importance of the community. And it was center stage for one of the most important trials held during the closing years of the 19th century in the New Mexico Territory. The sensational murder case of Albert Fountain and his son, it remains unsolved to this day. Many, many colorful characters lived in western frontier towns, and J.W. and Sadie Orchard were two interesting Hillsboro residents. This amazing couple operated a successful stage line from Silver City during the height of the Apache Wars. In the late 1880s, they added a line from Hillsboro to Kingston that went on to Lake Valley and then to the railroad at Nutt. London Borden Sadie was often at the reins of the six-horse team that pulled the heavy Concord coaches through the ter heavy ter dawning terrain. A number of structures remain at Hillsboro and Kingston. Red brick, stone, and adobe were the primary of choice. Uh, some of my favorite places to photograph, the old Percha Bank in Kingston. Oh, and the, oh, the picturesque courthouse and jail room is on, on a hill above Hillsboro. If you catch it just right, you can get a uh, sunset over the Black Range framed through the, the old windows. Uh, I'm not sure if it's still open. My last visit to Black Range Museum was going strong, but COVID, they had uh, uh, issues. And unfortunately, in 1879 to at least 2020, Hillsboro had one of the oldest continuously operated stores in the state of New Mexico. It's pretty easy. What you do to get there from, from Cabio, take exit 63 off I-25, turn west on State Highway 152, and simply drive 12 miles to Hillsboro, Kingston seven miles further west on Highway 152. And I mentioned the Albert Fountain murder trial. Well, Albert Fountain arrived in New Mexico during 1862 when the Union Army's California column he was fascinated by the territory and opened the law office in Mesilla after the war. His standing in that community, enhanced by marrying into a prominent Mexican family, rose quickly and led to the founding of the Republican newspaper. 
Fountain's fearless reputation for challenging corruption at all levels led the Southeastern New Mexico Stock Growers Association to enlist his services to investigate cattle rustling charges against Oliver Lee in 1895. Now, Lee was a relative newcomer, latecomer to the uh, Tularosa Valley, but his herds expanded at such a prodigious rate, many felt his holdings included cattle from other ranches. Well, Fountain traveled to Lincoln with his eight-year-old son to secure indictments for larceny of cattle against Lee in late January of 1896. They left Lincoln on February 1st with the indictments. They never arrived in Mesilla. And uh, Donna Anna County Sheriff, a fellow named Pat Garrett, you might know that name from the story of Billy Kidd, he spent two years investigating the disappearance and even offered a $10,000 reward for information before he charged Lee and James Gilland, a ranch hand with murder. The trial venue moved to Sierra County, Hillsboro, because passions involving the case were running too high. The Hillsboro courthouse was filled with spectators during the three-week trial. The jury deliberated eight minutes before reaching a verdict of incredibly not guilty. More than a century after the disappearance, the location of the bodies and the circumstances of the disappearance remain a mystery. There's another part to that story, and that is a persistent local legend that Fountain was also carrying several hundred dollars in $20 gold pieces. Maybe in the desert somewhere. You know, just down the hill, just to the south of Hillsboro, is probably one of the most amazing little ghost towns. It's been preserved in a sort of a rested state of decay. It's Lake Valley. And uh, this is, as far as I've been able to tell, the richest silver strike in, in, in the history. Death and gunsmoke transformed Lincoln and Tombstone from dusty frontier towns to icons of the Old West. But silver, like I say, the richest deposit ever discovered, moved Lake Valley from a sleepy little stage station to a bustling, modern, well-to-do, prosperous community. This is the story of the Bridal Chamber, a silver deposit. It begins in the summer of 1878 when George Lufkin, a cowboy and itinerant prospector, discovered a piece of rich ore float in an area near the small town of Lake Valley. This is a town at the time amounted a little more than a stage station and a couple of rough cabins. Upon receipt of the assay report, Lufkin enlisted the aid of his friend Chris Watson, another cowboy. They staked a claim. Well, months passed. They exhausted their money, and in spite of promising leads, the two men had nothing to show for their efforts. But some sh uh, several shallow shafts, blisters and calluses, and a short tunnel. And then, in what must have seemed like a stroke of good luck, the Sierra Grande Mining Company, with financing from capitalists in Philadelphia, offered Lufkin and Watson $100,000 for their claim. You can only imagine how ecstatic those two cowboys must have been. I, can, I don't know what they were paid then, but I worked a ranch down there out of uh, near Lake Valley, the other side of the mountain in the Membrus River country back in uh, late 70s. My pay was $8 a day plus room and board. 
Well, the new owners of the claim began leasing other claims in a fee-plus percentage agreement. Now, John Levitt, a blacksmith in Lake Valley, began working the claim, and just two days after those boys sold it, he broke into a pocket of pure mineralized silver. This is a rare geologic anomaly. This was the bridal chamber. The walls of the cavern were astonishingly pure. Legend is that some ore bypassed the smelter for direct shipment to the mint. In addition to the spur rail line from Nut to the mill at Lake Valley, another line ran directly to the opening of the bridal chamber. Records indicate an astounding 2.5 million ounces of silver were hauled from the bridal, bridal chamber in the first year. There's a lot of this geologic anomaly in the area. Up uh, near Old Fort Cummings, below Cook's Peak in the Black Range, there's another camp called Cook's. <clears throat> and they found the same kind of mineralization, except it was lead ore, galena, in crystal form. Well, anyway, the Black Range Mining District, established in 1881 and dominated by Hillsborough, Kingston, and Lake Valley, became the richest producing region in the territory. You want to guess what the biggest businesses were? Well, saloons and brothels, as is the case in most mining towns. But there were also stores, blacksmith shops, boarding houses, a newspaper, a church. And uh, the church gained international acclaim. It was so prosperous that it was funding charitable work throughout the world. Another treasure associated with Lake Valley is a gold stash. that was supposed to be hidden by Black Jack Ketchum. In 1892, Ketchum and his brother Sam and several other outlaws, they held up a train at Nut, a water stop north of Dimming, New Mexico. A telegraph message sent to Lake Valley had a posse in hot pursuit as the bandits fled for Arizona. But persistent legend is that the outlaws, slowed by the weight of the gold, chose to stash it. The exact amount of money stolen, and if it's ever never ever been recovered, well, that's one of those great mysteries. The exhaustion of the bridal chamber came quickly, and it was a blow the community never recovered from. The second and third came in rapid succession. The devaluing of silver in 1893 and a fire that devastated most of the business district in 1895. There was a brief resurrection in the 1920s and again during World War II with the mining of manganese. But by 1954, the population had dwindled so far that a post office could no longer be warranted. The slide to complete abandonment was a long one, and the last service held in the church was in 1974. And 20 years later, the last resident passed away. Today, the Bureau of Land Management maintains the town site. A caretaker is on site to provide information and direct a walking tour of the town with an extensive array of surviving structures. I highly, highly recommend a visit to Lake Valley. That is one that you should not miss. Uh, there are a lot, a lot of ghost towns in that area and a lot of mining history. Uh, Fort Cummins up at the below Cook's Peak. The Butterfield Stage Route runs through this area. Uh, it was abandoned at the time. It was a great place to hang out, soak the weary bones. 
But the old Faywood Hot Springs is again a resort. This was a resort sometime around 1900, and for a while in the early part of the 20th century, it was a uh, summer camp for some of the major league baseball teams like uh, Chicago White Sox. Uh, and then you have the, uh, uh, all along the Members River Valley, to give you an idea, like San Lorenzo. That's a town that dates to 1790. The old town of Santa Rita is pretty much gone. Uh, a big open pit copper mine swallowed it up a long, long time ago. But uh, that is the oldest continuously operated copper mine in the United States. They've been mining copper there since uh, the late 18th century. Pretty, pretty just astounding area, and I really love it. Fort Baird is uh, largely abandoned. They've got a military uh, VA hospital there, but that dates back to the 1880s, the Apache Wars. Uh, you drive the Mimbus River Valley, you drive over the uh, Black Range, and uh, the, his the sense of history is just, just palpable. Not to mention, it is a scenic and beautiful drive, one I can highly recommend. And while you're in the neighborhood, after you cross, cross the Black Range from Hillsboro and Kingston, you hit the Mimbus River Valley, you have two choices. Continue north, look for the signs that say Pinas Altos, another amazing ghost town, uh, and Gila Cliff Dwellings, continue north, or continue into Silver City, and then up towards the Cliff Dwellings. The drive up from to the Cliff Dwellings is through, through the Gila Wilderness and along the Gila River. Oh, the, the scenery is just breathtaking. The Cliff Dwellings are, are really unique. It's a short... Uh, a little bit of a challenging hike from the visitor center, but they have uh, preserved the cliff dwellings, enabling you to climb into the cliff dwellings and explore them. And I meant mentioned Pinos Altos. That dates back to uh, the, the uh, Buckhorn Saloon and uh, the Opera House next door. Are all have been? Uh, they're now a saloon and steakhouse, but they date to the 1860s. Judge Roy Bean and his brother had a store there before they before uh, Roy Bean moved down to Texas, became famous for being the law west of the Pecos. Pretty, pretty neat stuff. Uh, well, you know, down there, and you've got so much to explore. South of Lordsburg, of course, Lordsburg's pretty down at the heel in its own right. But uh, check out Hachita. And if you go to Hichita, ask for directions to the old town of Hichita out in the desert. Uh, pretty much undiscovered and uh, surprisingly intact. Most of the ghost towns have suffered from abandonment and neglect. In the last 30 or 40 years, lots and lots of vandalism. And the real bane of everything is graffiti. Uh, I'm going to share with you real quick a couple upcoming things that you might want to check out. Uh, incentive to take a Route 66 road trip in October. Kingman, Arizona. And Keith, you can feel free to chime in here at any point if you've got some uh, events coming up that are tied into this. But uh, October 14th and 15th, Kingman 66 Fest. And I'll take this direct from their website. You can get more information at explorekingman.com. The Kingman Route 66 Fest celebrates all things Route 66. 
especially the history and culture surrounding it. It's hosted in beautiful Lewis Kingman Park. This was a roadside rest area along Route 66 quite a few years ago. The event features live bands, a beer garden serving regional craft beer, food, craft vendors, motorcycle show, classic car show, a vintage trailer show, pinup contest, Route 66 displays, and even a zip line. And you know, and if then if you need added incentive, uh, just a mile or two to the west in historic downtown Kingman, on the fifteenth Saturday afternoon and evening, uh, the uh, Chillin' on Beale. This event's usually held uh, the third Saturday of every month, April through October. This year, it happens to coincide with the sixty-six fest, and it's going to be huge. Uh, they're expecting two or 300 cars downtown on Beale Street, one block off Route 66. The streets lined with eclectic shops. All the art galleries are going to have special exhibits and showings. The art hub on the corner of 4th and Beale, housed in the old Citizens Bank building from 1912, will be uh, having a display of uh, paintings. They also have a 1946 Harley Davidson on display. Uh, you've got wine bars, restaurants, all up and down Beale Street. And, of course, starting at the depot, you can uh, enjoy the new uh, narrated, self-guided historic district walking tour. The start point is at the Kingman Railroad Depot, covers uh, four or five blocks downtown. A lot of fun. So you've got the Kingman 66 Fest. you got chilling on Beale. you got art gallery showings. Great, great weekend to be in Kingman. Uh, Tucumcari, New Mexico, my good friends in Tucumcari. Check out Visit Tucumcari NM uh, to see some of the uh, events coming up, some of the things to do and see in the Tucumcari area. Tucumcari is one of those places that uh, yeah, people have a tendency to stop on their way to someplace else. They like to stop and photograph the neon or enjoy places like the uh, magical little Roadrunner Lodge that... Uh, David Brenner has worked so hard to convert into a, almost a, a, an incredible time capsule from 1964 with a thin overlay of modern amenities that the traveler's gotten to expect. Uh, take a look. Visit Tucumcari NM. Uh, tomorrow, uh, this program, of course, is live, interactive, then archived here on Podbean, Podbean as well as Spotify and other channels. Uh Card Talk from the Main Street of America, the other another podcast from Jim Hinckley's America. Tomorrow morning, we're going to talk about the origins of the iconic checker cab, and we'll have that up uh, tomorrow morning. And uh, this is a story of rags to riches story of two immigrants. It is a tale of corporate intrigue, uh, arson, embezzlement, and all kinds of malfeasance. And, uh, well, I think that you're going to find this, uh, I think you're going to find this pretty interesting as well. Well, before I wrap this up, do we have, uh, any, uh, anything we want to add? How did you like the program? Well, thank you. You know, uh, Checker, I'm going to be uh, uh, tomorrow, like I say, we'll be talking about uh, the Checker Cab Manufacturing Company. And the next week uh, on Car Talk for the Main Street of America, 
I'll be talking a little bit about AMC, American Motors Corporation, and what both of these incredible independent automakers have in common is, um, well, they were able to sell everything on the hog, including the squeal. And, uh, you know, that's what, uh, telling people where to go, sharing America's story, that's what we do. Do we have uh, any questions, anything I can answer for you this morning? Um, anybody got uh, events they want to talk about or promote? Give me a, give you a shout out here. Well, my friends, in that case, I think it's time to wrap this up and get us on our way with music from Joe and Woody and the boys of the road group. Hey, check out our website, jimhinkleysamerica.com for my upcoming uh, schedule, presentation, book signings, and contest information. Contest kicks See off the and you, friend. October 1st. On an old you got a chance to win some copies of Take my books. Take a of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. I'll be giving, uh, I'm working with a publisher to get you copies of I'm getting copies of uh, Murder and Mayhem on the Main Streets of America, Tales from Bloody 66 and a couple of my new books Here We Are on Route 66 and uh, The Backroads of Route 66 a book about little side trips and detours that will help your uh, enhance your Route 66 odyssey and adventure. Well, my friends, I hope you enjoyed this and found it interesting. Uh, what do we got next week? Well, you know, got to work on that. But, like I say, don't forget, Jim Hinckley's America. You'll find updates on the programs, presentations, travel schedule, con contest, and... We are developing that website into the ultimate travel planning portal. We've got links to recommended travel blogs. We've got uh, recommendations for motels, museums, restaurants, and much, much more. Take a look. My friends, until we meet again, well, via con Dios. Adios, mi amigos. <laughs>